Welcome back, everyone, to the Brujajas podcast, episode seven. I'm Carolina. And I'm Kendall. So this is the second parter that y'all have been waiting for. <laughs> so yes, we got a lot, a lot of requests. Like, yes. when are you going to do the second part? <laughs> what are you going to do the second part? It it's coming. Be? Like, come on, get to it. And here it is. You guys asked for it. But before we start off, Kendall, how was your week this or this weekend? How was it? How was Halloween? Our week was pretty quiet. Yeah. You know, we um, we're kind of experiencing a sadness right now where we have a, an ill loved one. And so we just wanted to stay home and yeah. just kind of, you know, send our healing energy and prayer to where it needs to go. And yeah, we didn't do much. It, you know, I didn't know what the trick-or-treater situation was going to be like this week or Very this year on right? Halloween. I, was, <laughs> I bought three huge bags of candies expecting, you know, something and we got four trick-or-treaters oh, so man. but the four that did come and you know jet really enjoyed um oh. we don't jet doesn't do trick-or-treating like i've tried to take her and you know she won't go up to the doors she doesn't cause she has that thing about doors or entryways mm-hmm. you know i talked to you about yes. where, where my yes. daughter and just, for those of you that don't know like my daughter has issue crossing thresholds that so especially if it's places she's never been mm-hmm. to before mm-hmm. uh, it's almost like she doesn't know what's on the other side so she's like um, hesitant yeah, yeah she's, she's hesitant just, about it so I yeah. have to like literally pick her up and carry her through the threshold Aww. and then when she's in she's fine yeah. Uh, so yeah so coming up to doorways is is uh, an issue for mm-hmm. so, <laughs> so Halloween doesn't yeah, really jive so yeah. what we do is I try to make it really fun for her and I just we you know sit in our little chairs at the door and mm-hmm. wait for the trick-or-treaters to come and um, you know give out candy and she gives them candy and she looks at their costumes she loves it she enjoys it and then uh, last year I caught her doing this and this year I caught her doing it too where she'll stash candy behind <gasps> her seat. So she knows. She knows the secret. She's like, this is actually for mine because I yeah. like this one. So it's almost like, okay, two for you, one for me. <laughs> oh two God, for you, I'm one for me. Jet. I can see her doing that. She's so smart. Yeah. She knows. She's like, this is my candy. I like this one. <laughs> yeah. So what about you? How has your weekend, how's your week been since the last time we recorded? It was good. It's been pretty good. A little, um... A little hectic with the election stuff going on, which I guess when this is out, we'll probably have an answer on who is going to be the next president. I don't know. So today is Wednesday, the day after the elections Mm -hmm. when we're recording. Um, And so we're still waiting for several states to count the mail-in ballots, uh, which is what's kind of like holding up Mm -hmm. the count, right? And yeah, so they're projecting it could be five days. Uh, I saw one, uh, I heard one reporter give a, a date of November 11th uh, for what? one state. That's so. great. And you know what? November 11th said to be this like crazy day in our uh, astrology type yeah, of it's vibe. 11, 11. It's 11 11. 11 11 2020. Not only that, that's my sister's birthday, that's Ruth's birthday, my cousin Ruth. Yeah. And it's just such a synchronicity, such a really sacred and special number. So I'm really, that's interesting. It'll that be interesting to know to if we actually get an answer on 11-11. Because that's, that's a, numerology speaking, that's a significant Very, date. very interesting. Um, so. We shall and, see. <laughs> yeah, and that's just two days before the Mars retrograde is going to be over. And oh, I cannot God. wait for that. Yes, I, just, I forgot about that. So technically, yeah. we've kind of survived the retrograde. We've survived the retrograde. <laughs> Yes. I mean, crazy enough, we were all worried, uh, especially when we talked about the Mars retrograde episode and all that. We were like, okay, you know, we sound like such hypocrites creating a podcast when you're not really supposed to during this time, and yet here we are. So, you know, props to us. We're kind of yeah. It's and been you tough, know, I but, was looking you know. at our analytics, and we have way more. Li- we have more listeners in different countries now. I saw. And we had our first fan art where a fan yes. um, 
made a, a an art of our a canvas of our logo and so we're very grateful to her yes. thank you so much and uh her name natalia natalia yes. thank you natalia yes. and i feel like we're fan art official you know I like know, podcasts so find their officiality with when fans start making art right yes, <laughs> it's so, so by all means we're all about it if you have you know something artistic that you're inclined to and you want to make a some fan art for us we're all about it we'll post it on the instagram Definitely. give you all the credit and the shout outs and to that can i say that i was overwhelmed and blown away by the response we get for our request for pictures of people's altars for Dia de los Muertos. Like so many people sent us their pictures and they were like, this is my ofrenda, you know, take a look. So we tried to post as many as we could. But again, I had an illness in my family. So I've been kind of out of pocket. Mm -hmm. And then Carolina, I know you weren't available either. So so we're trying to play catch up a little bit here and at the same time put out this new episode Mm -hmm. or this extension of the previous alien episode so it's been a little hectic but you know we'll get there and we we really truly appreciate all the people that dm us Mm -hmm. and send us messages of support and love and hey you guys are doing great and and give us encouragement like we really appreciate it like carolina and i decided to do this because it was something that we found interesting and fun and then to see yet again that so many people are um entertained by it and and like it it just makes us really happy so thank you guys so much for listening but yeah some of the new let's see some of the new countries so we have someone in philippines now that's awesome. uh germany denmark Woo-hoo. spain australia Stop. Puerto Rico, Italy, ireland these. portugal this is crazy like, yeah I seen, the last time i saw was like canada ireland uh definitely mexico we know that but that's crazy yeah so and so ones. so yeah so it's just been uh, it's well, been amazing to see so yeah. hi to all our new listeners hi, and everyone that's, that's listening welcome. to us from other parts of the world um <laughs> welcome <laughs> we appreciate you tuning in we appreciate all our listeners and if you haven't already please you can continue to support us by doing the th- the three things we talk about rate subscribe review and the reason why this is so important is because rating subscribing and reviewing our podcast helps us to move up in the podcast charts depending on where you're listening so whether it's spotify google or apple podcast right by subscribing rating and reviewing it kind of helps us grow our audience so that we become um kind of show pop up more on the charts right yeah and that'll help us a lot you know right um, so getting more and more equipment sounding a little better yeah (laughs) you know of us breathing and stuff yeah so we we i mean we'd love to get some sponsors who wouldn't but uh for right now carolina and i we we didn't want to make this about that like if this turns into something like that then it's welcome wonderful but at the end of the day our intention was to put this information out there to speak to others that are like-minded like us and find these topics interesting and just kind of be a positive space and place in the world and so that's our been our intention from day one and will continue to be our intention Mm -hmm. um anything else is just extra icing on the cake yeah. and we're, you know, we're grateful for we're grateful for you know, just everything we have now and everything we're going to get uh yes. through this podcast so yes so thank you guys and i mean do you want to tell us about your weekend oh I yeah like sorry so... i know i just didn't i really didn't address i went in and talked about the the whole election because it's just been 
you know, we can feel the, the oh, chaos. Oh, yeah, I kind of went off topic. There. No, it's okay. <laughs> Wait, Girl, look, I think our listeners should know by now this is how we are. We're just, yeah. just kind of sporadic sometimes. I hope you guys don't get too lost. Yeah, we're, uh, that's why we're listed as a comedy podcast because we're not just, like it's not serious. No, structured sorry. in any no, way. No, we're, that's just not us. We're a little disorganized. That's okay. That's just, that's just you know, that's just how it is. But yeah. uh, just come on in here. Come have a conversation <laughs> with us. Listen to us. Have a conversation with each other. We're just chit-chatting over coffee. Yeah, this uh, is. No this, big deal. Yeah, this is just it. But it was great. Thank you for asking. Uh, we went. So I told you guys last time that we were going to do a whole little camping ceremony over the Halloween weekend. And that was, oh, man, just I'm super grateful for that because it turned out better than I had expected. And all of my little friends, they were able to do their own rituals, commemorating spirit, um, trying to connect to their ancestors, to God, to whatever they believe in. And we had a wonderful time while we were there. I know I told you this earlier, but I feel like I have to mention because I just, I just thought it was freaking crazy. We were camping and it was like two in the morning and all of a sudden this dog shows up out of freaking nowhere. Yeah, because you're <laughs> out in the middle of the woods, right? We're in the deep woods, actually, because we got this land uh, to be specifically private so that we had more, you know, more privacy with our friends. So this dog came out of nowhere and we're like, what the hell? Is he going to eat us? Like, what? <laughs> so uh, it turns out it's a really nice, friendly dog. And one of my friends was like, oh, yeah, it's the owner's dog, you know, the owner of the land. And I was like, okay, well, you know, whatever. Let's just let him do his thing. Well, later on that night, as one of my friends was doing her own little ceremony, this dog starts going bananas, starts barking at the forest. Just like there's nothing, obviously, clearly to us because we look and we see and there's there's nothing there. But he's barking at something. He's it looks like to me that he's just he was trying to protect us. And he's there. He's going crazy. He's like barking at whatever is out there. And after a while, once she gets kind of done um, or closer to being done with her, her ceremony, the dog decides to just lay next to her and, and stays there and protects her and oh then, that's so wonderful yeah animals are so amazing it's just crazy and so i was just blown away because well for one i'm not really like a dog person because i'm super allergic to dogs but that i just thought that was so sweet and i was telling my friends and i was like that's not a coincidence i was like that dog is definitely aware of there being something especially with the veil being a lot thinner or to completely diminished during that time it was just so yeah, wow. shout out, shout yeah, out to chills. that dog. <laughs> dogs are, I mean, animals are amazing. Yeah, dogs are amazing. I mean, they, yeah, yeah. they're very intuitive. Absolutely, little little protectors. So we yeah, felt he was really. Like, I don't know what y'all are doing out here, but I'm gonna sit right here because this is my job. This yeah, is my land. I, need I to protect, protect you. So it was so. I got sweet. y'all. And then Aww. I didn't tell you this earlier, but once we were driving off of the land the next morning, the the dogs because there was two of them. They followed our car, so they knew that we were leaving, and I was like, "Okay, bye." Yeah, <laughs> it was so cute. But so yeah, my my weekend went went great. We were we we're so yeah. So I, feel, I feel you so like refreshed. And, I like, needed connected it, and like you're glowing. Oh, like, I need it, girl. Yeah, I think everybody. Needs I can to tell do you this. like detoxed from the yes. city and just. I need. It. I really wish I had been there longer, honestly, because it was definitely a moment to thank spirit, to connect to earth, to just build friendships because the girls that I had uh, gone on this little trip with uh, I didn't really know them I I only know them because we have very similar interests but I don't really know them know them so it was really just a really awesome time so I'm grateful and I suggest to anyone out there who's listening definitely if you feel called to get out and be with nature and connect 
do so you know something's telling you to do that for a reason so take the time to do it do that if you can't go out to the woods go out to your backyard or go to the park you know just do anything to get out and connect to nature but yeah that that pretty much that pretty, awesome. that pretty yeah. much does it um, i wish i could yeah. but i'm i'm more of the glamping type I like know. i don't think i could rough it you know? I know. girl we didn't even sleep though so to be honest with you i was like why did we even get a tent we just stayed up all night but yeah. uh yeah that so, sounds amazing sounds yeah. amazing so with that being said i guess we can start off the episode Start yes, talking about we have them. a lot of information to cover. So much so, so um, yeah. <laughs> I honestly <laughs> think there's there's going to be more parts to this. Oh, definitely, it can't. We just can't we bottle just it can't. all up in it's one episode. So there's much. there's going to be parts, and if you guys want us to talk about specific things in regards to the aliens or anything else, you know, always feel free to DM us or email us at thebrujaspodcast.com. dot com. Again, Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> I always do that. We don't even have That's a website uh, yet. <laughs> That's Spirit's way of letting us know we need to hurry and put up a website. Yeah, they're like, hey, you need to do it. No, uh, the Bruja House podcast at gmail. Dot com. com. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, so, yeah. There's that. And yeah. And I mean, uh, if you DM us on Instagram, Carolina and I both have access to the account. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm responding, sometimes Carolina's yes. responding, which I feel like we need to say because I know. we might be confusing some pro- of I know because we do have some people who, uh, and shout out to y'all. Um, yes. Yeah, because y'all DM us all the time. To our super fan, Lynn. Our, hey, girl. Yeah, so awesome. We appreciate you. But yeah, sometimes it's me, sometimes it's Kendall. So sorry about so, that. So, yeah. If, if it seems that or like we've responded twice, it's one is me, one's Carolina. Yeah. We should really start well, saying, we'll start "Hey, this saying, is Kendall." This hey, this is, is yes, Kendall. we'll start doing that. Actually, I was gonna tell you that. So, but anyway, um, yeah, yeah. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm about as ready as it's gonna get. Like I said, Let's I, I feel like we're gonna have to um, do more parts, and that's fine. Maybe every now, every second or third episode, we can tie in some more alien stuff, just because it's a good topic right now. Like it's mm-hmm. a good time to talk about this because of the disclosure movement that's happening for sure. in uh, the United States for sure, but in the world, um, it's starting to become more and more accepted. We're starting to become more and more aware of things, mm-hmm. um, and we're coming into an age where um, I feel like disclosure is whether it's government official disclosure or whether it's a like government oh like okay we have no choice but to acknowledge now uh, type of disclosure I feel like it's coming and it's gonna be really soon mm-hmm. so talking about all this stuff is, is it's a great time for it yeah so, most definitely. you want to go ahead and start us off or you want me to start us off with the go ancient ahead. alien theory yeah, yeah go for it so to start this episode off we wanted to first and foremost explain what is known as the ancient alien theory. So I'm sure if you're a history buff or if you have a History Channel subscription and you've been on it, you've seen the trailer previews to the seasons or episodes of Ancient Aliens. And this show, well, first off, the ancient alien theory pretty much uh, suggests or theorizes that all of our history is peppered with visitations from ancient aliens uh, to help us start off in our one being as humans and two our civilizations and uh, teaching us everything that we need to know in terms of our mathematics, in terms of how to become civilizations, how to live, how to do um, all this stuff. So the concept there being that when we look back at history and we we have all these records of these events and things that happen that are quote unquote godlike, instead of it being God in the conventional sense uh, that we kind of understand it as like spirituality or like this omnipresent being that's like never seen, never heard. 
in reality, what it was is our ancestors were interpreting technology they couldn't understand at the time. So when you would say, oh, you know, God came down from heaven and this like fiery star, it really was, you know, aliens visiting us in spaceships. But because our ancestors didn't have not only the vocabulary, but the understanding of how to describe what it is they were seeing, they would just call them God beings. And then these gods, quote unquote, uh, alien races would be far superior. They would have far superior technology obviously. And so all these miracles and things that they would do, that's why our ancestors would see them as God, because all these things that they could do that we can't do. Uh, And you see it in all cultures all across the world. Specifically, you know, let's talk about the Greek mythology, right? We see it a lot where they lived in Mount Olympus and Mm -hmm. they all lived in this huge palace that was hovering above Mount Olympus, right? And so an ancient alien theorist would look at that and say, well, were they really gods or was it an alien race in a ship (laughs) hovering above Mount Olympus ruling and then doing all these things like were Zeus's lightning bolts really lightning or were they some type of like laser beam technology you know that that he used to keep the population in control and all this stuff so all of the like was it the god Hermes had like lightning speed okay well, mm-hmm. well was that really a god or was that misinterpreted technology where they just had the ability to you know uh change time like warp through time or mm-hmm. or, or travel really fast, really fast using yeah. jetpacks right. or other things just right advanced technology so, mm-hmm. yeah so in a, in a nutshell that's basically what the ancient alien theory is is looking back at our history and humanity and saying okay well are these just un you know explainable phenomenon because it was gods or is this just un- misinterpreted and unexplained technology i mean it's so. really really interesting i still feel like i'm trying to figure that out i feel like you lean more one way than the other like i feel like because of your years of looking into it and everything you do you do you feel like there's so i definitely was an h i've been into ancient alien theory since 2009 yeah and i had not started i just started my spiritual journey in may of this year Mm -hmm. so I do have more education, understanding, knowledge in ancient alien theory Mm -hmm. and viewing things from that perspective than I do in the spiritual sense, Mm -hmm. right? So, and because I was so heavy on the Mm -hmm. ancient alien side, it kind of kept me from spirituality. That makes sense. I I feel like it was all explained in misinterpreted technology, all these ritual ceremonies, Uh connections, you know, things like that. Then when because like I've said several times in several episodes before May, I didn't really believe in any of the of the, the things. Isn't that you know? crazy? Like, yeah, <laughs> all this crap happens. We start talking about alien spirituality and you have this crazy awakening. Yeah. You're like, girl, what is going on? Yeah, I really thought I was losing <laughs> my shit. It's crazy. <laughs> I still have days where girl, I'm like, am I really, is this really happening? Or am I like, do I need to, you know, seek? medical brain scans of some yeah. sort like is well, my brain deteriorating no, am I no, no. schizophrenic am no. I you know all these things and then you do the research and you're like well I don't exhibit any of these symptoms I don't have mm-hmm. any of these so and I feel silly going to a neurologist and be like hey can you check me for schizophrenia <laughs> <laughs> so be like ma'am people that have schizophrenia don't come in to get checked for schizophrenia yeah no. anyways but that but that obviously that's an exaggeration you know but yeah it's just it's it's been yeah. a thing so yeah to answer your question, I do lean more towards the ancient lineage. Right. The alien yeah. theories yeah. more than I would say the spirituality theories. Mm-hmm. But 
not as much as I used to. There's a connection. I now understand yeah. that they they go hand in hand. They, they, they are overlap. one and the same. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, it's in, all in how you want to receive the information, Definitely. right? Do you want to receive it in a spiritual way, in your heart, heart chakra? Do you want to receive it in your third eye? Do you want to oh, receive it in I your crown see. chakra? You know that what I mean? That makes so much sense. Right. That's yeah. how I feel. Yeah. That, that, that's why it, you know, it seems to be two different things, but they're really not. And and yeah. the more I do research, the more I read on things, the more I feel like it's all connected. Everything, yeah. like all the religions, all the human, all our humanity, everything, even everything that's going on right now. Like, there's a purpose, there's a reason, and it's all just kind of synchronized together and mm-hmm. and connected. And we'll see. This is so true. You're right. Well, I feel like I still have a lot of research to do, so I really haven't. Or maybe it's the fear that I don't want to. I don't want to completely believe that there's something out there because then it's like what can happen what's what's gonna happen like am i gonna get abducted like all these you know all these crazy thoughts and maybe i don't know but anyway that's very normal (laughs) that's very natural like um i feel like a lot of people can relate when you start diving into the stuff you definitely will always have more questions than answers exactly because once you get an answer to something or what you think might be an answer Mm -hmm. to something then that just raises more questions and the questions it's never ending Mm -hmm. even to me to this day i still have a lot of questions Mm -hmm. obviously because you know and and i to say i'm gonna say this like to be an open-minded person to be able to accept these theories right because it's the thing about like until someone can definitively disprove these things then i'll stop that makes sense that makes sense but just like they can't be definitively scientifically technically proven they also cannot be disproven disproven, right Mm -hmm. and we see that a lot and so that leaves a question for you know well maybe right yeah and so it's in that maybe that i like to live in it's in that maybe that i like to research maybe because i don't think completely shutting it off and saying oh that's you know, BS, Baloney, it's yeah. made up, they're uh-huh. hoaxes, they're this, is a good way to think about things either. I think we should always be open to receiving knowledge, you know, mm-hmm. because that's that's what we are as that's humans. Part of we're the about human learning, we're about, right, evolution. the human experience, mm-hmm. evolution, right? So I f- that's what, how I feel about it. Now, do I run around in my whole life like thinking, oh, okay, well, this is all I <laughs> live, breathe, eat? No, you know, I still live a normal yeah. life. I, yeah. I just enjoy looking at the different theories understanding how they're made whether there's validity Mm -hmm. to them whether it's you know do things synchronize do they click do they Mm -hmm. resonate do they or is it just like one person's talking about oranges one person's talking about bananas it's like no there's some there's correlations in there and there is and we're gonna talk about all of that today dissecting all of that because i definitely feel like there's a lot of connections there's a lot of questions but there's also some answers hidden amongst you know our history so yeah and the question yeah. i got a lot from people um after we posted the, the first episode was how do you how do we know these things like how do we know about these races yeah. how do we know that these yeah. you know how do we have information and and so i just want to recap real quick that the information that people claim to have to to be able to develop these theories are again brought to us through the akashic records and the akashic records are given to 
specific people that have the ability to vibrate at a higher frequency than mm-hmm. a quote unquote normal human, mm-hmm. right? And so that way it makes it easier for aliens that are already buying on a much higher frequency kind of bring themselves down and meet in the middle and be able to communicate. Mm-hmm. So this is why everyone doesn't get to have these downloads or this mm-hmm. understanding, right? It's only certain people mm-hmm. like that certain channelers, certain mediums, certain people that can communicate. And a lot of the information is was given to us through the six seventies, eighties, when hypnosis became a very big thing oh, where wow. it's like people were having these past life regressions and Dolores then hypnotherapy was a big thing. And it's in <laughs> yeah. these hypnosis sessions that people started to remember past lives or communications yes. or abductions or contacts that they've had with aliens. Wow. And they're able to describe because the human brain is an amazing thing. It it puts away or hides things that fear that we fear that traumatizes that it, it tends to kind of forget. And a good example of that is I was listening to this other podcast yesterday called My Favorite Murder. I don't know if there's any oh, murderinas out there, yes. but hey, y'all. Um, and they had a hometown where a lady wrote in and said, you know, she prides herself on being a person that has like a really great memory. Like mm-hmm. she can remember m- things from when she was two years old, wow, think, you know, awesome. really early events in her life. Mm-hmm. And she remembered that in her childhood, a little boy in her town passed away. And so here we are 2020, she's going somewhere with her parents or driving a road trip or whatever. And uh, she brings it up to them and she's like, Hey, whatever happens to that little boy, blah, blah, blah. You know, I remember he, he died X, Y, Z. And then the mom was like, is that all you remember? And she was like, yeah. And she's like, and then the mom and the dad just kind of looked at each other and they're like, well, that was your best friend. Like you guys <gasps> were inseparable. Fuck? Like you guys did daycare together. You'd like, you, you always said you were going to marry each other, oh, even as little no. kids. And she had such a hard time with the death of this little boy that she complete, her brain completely made her forget that yeah, she too, even knew him. So mm-hmm. after that happened, she grew up like, oh, this happened to a little boy in my town, but I didn't know him. And to the cope parents with were it. like, no, mm-hmm. yeah, you did. That's you did amazing. know him. And y'all were really close and mm. you're probably his best, y'all were best mm-hmm. friends, you know? So it's those things that the brain does whenever yeah, like traumatic things happen. Uh, dissonance, that. right. And those are the types of things that can really only be drawn out during like hypnosis sessions, mm-hmm. right? So. Past life regressions, all of that jazz. Right, exactly. That's so interesting. Wow. All right. So let's start off with the Mayans, Egyptians. Yeah, let's you go do ahead and- it. I'm so excited to talk about this because it really, I don't know, it opened up my mind about a lot of things, um, to be honest with you. I think a lot of us are aware that majority of ancient cultures have proof that they understood complex mathematics and complex astrology and astronomy and all that jazz and the Mayan civilization was definitely one of the most advanced ancient civilizations but my question is where did they get this understanding like what where did this come from this right. this crazy things they didn't have books at the time they didn't have google you know where <laughs> where did cuz you know so that's yeah. something that we use a lot today mm-hmm. we can just google anything anyone can google stuff but right. where did they seek this this understanding and we know that so the mayan civilization was spread out throughout um it's a uh, lower lower uh like southern mexico into central yes. america yeah, yeah. And they had, it was in it, they had a lot of different little areas different a lot of people but specifically the tikal people they were one of the ones that were left over a lot of the other tribes i guess for lack of a better term did disappear due to wars or disease however the tikal people they had a pyramid that was dedicated to 
the god of Cucultlan, which is, this pyramid is also known as the Castillo Pyramid or the Temple of Cucultlan. They dedicated this pyramid to a god also known by the name of, I don't know, I'm probably butchered this, I'm so sorry, Quetzalcoatl, mm-hmm. which is a Nahuatl, and, and it translates to Feather Serpent. This deity is a deity that they kind of worshipped all throughout the Mesoamerican culture. So there's a myth that this entity, the Lord of Death and Rebirth, was believed to keep the wind element. And this entity also told the Mayan people at the time to perform human sacrifices and use blood to receive what they desired. And blood at the time was not seen at this as this gross thing. It was seen as something very sacred. As that, life. Yeah, that contained life. Um, so they also used the fire element in their rituals to enter a more meditative state to receive a lot of this knowledge. They would celebrate a lot of times the bringing down of wisdom of man from this entity. And on the autumn and spring equinox, the stairs of this specific pyramid align perfectly. Every March 21st, when the sun rises on the side of the stairs, a lot of people gather to witness the sun cast a shadow onto the stairway. And it perfectly, ironically resembles a serpent. So the serpent will symbolize the god Kukuklan that has actually descended down to the humans and it's believed that Kukuklan came down from the sky to spread wisdom knowledge and what we even know today as the mayan calendar it is believed that this entity went back up to the sky and promised to someday return again which reminds me a lot of the jesus story <laughs> yeah <laughs> like when i was reading this the i was second like second coming yeah which is so interesting amongst other cultures that have very similar stories right so that we know that the people was one of the last ones to leave and we really don't know why they left their city like their vanishment them being the last ones there was not really like an evidence of destruction or phantom there was like a lot of people suspect like okay well maybe was it the aliens like what happened what like did they just just go back to their planet (laughs) right so when you ask people like that are descendant of the mayan people they say oh well our ancestors went went home and i'm like well where's home like what the hell and they're like well in the stars in the heavens and it's like what do you mean like so crazy enough that disappearance actually aligns with what's called the long count calendar and it's a calendar that the Takal people created that actually counts down major events in their lifetime and this specific calendar counts down 5125 years and every 400 years is this big celebration and it's referred to as a baktun curiously the 10th Paktun, there was no celebration. And we don't know why. Could this be maybe because their civilization vanished? I mean, it's crazy to me because it's like they understood time. They knew when to plant, when to do things. They understood the planets. They used to have a, a dome. And I don't remember what this is called. But in their in one of their pyramids, they had a dome where they could actually look up at the stars. And that's how they got all their little notes and their calendars, right? So did they know maybe like they had to leave? They this Like on this day... A, something would happen where they would have to go back home yeah and then later on as the years went by i can't remember what year this happened but archaeo astronomers discovered that the seven most significant pyramids within the grand plaza were astrology astrology astrologically in alignment with the palladian star cluster Mm -hmm. which as we know contains hundreds of stars however only seven are clearly visible from our planet that's right And this is crazy because also in the Egyptian 
pyramids amongst other ancient cities, we also see this correlation where the pyramids perfectly align with the stars above. Right. And it's like, how is that? Because they didn't have no fancy technology that we know of, right? So how do they do that? There had to have been some sort of divine, quote unquote, divine intervention, right? Correct. So, yeah. And as we know, I'm going to go in a little bit and talk about the Pleiadians because we know that the Pleiadians have also been... Well, it's believed that the Palladian uh, entities have been, the Palladian race. race has been able to interact with humans for centuries. I mean, we, we know this through abduction stories, to abductees. They say that they were abducted by Palladian people. And I know we talked about it in part one. So they're believed to aid in intuition and psychic abilities and healing work and energy, all of this stuff. And so, yeah, it is believed that they were pretty much really close to the Mayan people and amongst other cultures. I know my boyfriend was telling me last night that the Australian people also have a entity that they worship back in ancient times. That, the Aborigines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that was said to bring down this knowledge as well, similar to the Mayan people. So I just thought that was crazy because it's like, okay, well, two parts Because it was also a feathered world. serpent. Just yes, like exactly. Just like in the mythology of, of the Mayan, mm -hmm. you know. So it's just so crazy. Another thing I do want to mention is that that specific entity, when you see the depictions, it's so crazy. But that that entity kind of looks like a like an astronaut. It's, yeah. It's crazy. You can see the helmet. You can see like, and you said something about how um, there's like a, a depiction in which it looks like they that entity is with like a star, like a spaceship. Sorry. Right. So the the entity you're talking about now is the Mayan god. What was his name again? I couldn't. Oh my it. gosh! I know. But I have yeah, to but go back. the Mayan star that you—I'm sorry—the Mayan god that mm -hmm. you are talking about that came and gave the Mayan people all their knowledge mm -hmm. in terms of like that cult. you know yes. yes in terms of you know math and right. astrology and medicine mm -hmm. and just pretty much came and gave wisdom right. Mm -hmm. There is a particular depiction of him in one of these temples where he, if you look at the image it very much looks like he's like in a bubble of some sort or in a capsule of some sort. Mm -hmm. And he's got this thing hooked up to his nose. And then it looks like he's like stepping on a gas pedal. And then he's like working these little levers. That's so so if you look at it from an ancient alien perspective, it very much depicts a person like in a space capsule of some sort. So that's so nuts. Um, so then it's like, well, why would they depict him like that? Like why? Well, what it was he in according to, what what their thought was at the time you know what was what kind of what kind mm -hmm. of vehicle was this right right um and so because they could have depicted him so many ways they could have depicted him floating on a cloud they could have depicted him i don't know Any, shooting down like a star or, or things like that but to depict him in that way says something without saying something right, right? because our ancestors were very literal in their depictions mm -hmm. it wasn't like oh we're gonna create we're, we're gonna it's not like now where we have art that comes from our imagination mm -hmm. right back then art was about depicting and recording what they were the seeing history. at that yeah. time to be able to say okay we saw this for future generations mm -hmm. to, to record for record keeping mm -hmm. right exactly. it wasn't so much like oh look i drew a dot on a black circle this is art yes. like we have now yes. so so yeah that's that's something that's very yeah. that should be noted because they drew what they saw exactly so, so it's like okay well what is this what does this exactly. mean is there more to it and exactly yeah and to speak yeah. more to your i find this all very interesting like i was telling you before mm -hmm. is because of the whole tie between 
there's a correlation between the As- the Mesoamerican civilizations and the Egyptian civilizations, mm-hmm. and they both uh, align to the Pleiades, and that right there kind of gives uh, credibility to the theory that both civilizations were started by the same people exactly right, that come from the Pleiadian star mm-hmm. constellation, which is why you see the that the pyramids are built in a way to pay homage or to be to correlate with that particular star mm-hmm. cluster, right? Mm-hmm. And we see that a lot in their mythology. We see that a lot in their uh, records uh, that we do have. And Definitely. more specifically, like I was telling you, I saw that episode on Netflix over the week that was about the Saqqara tombs. Oh, the documentary. Dude, yeah. that thing was crazy. Yeah. So in it, it it's just so crazy because so we have Egypt the total opposite side of the world but we see a lot of these similar beliefs that the the mayan people shared with the whole the nine levels and everything the underworld yeah because yeah. we just talked about this in the day of the dead episode yes. right where you know the this whole tradition comes from the aztec belief that mm-hmm. when you pass away you have mm-hmm. to go through nine levels of the mm-hmm. underworld to get to your final resting place and so the ofrenda is to be able to give our ancestors everything they need to get to through, those through those levels and those then watching the you know the saqqara tomb thing it talks about how in Egyptian religion or mythology or culture or whatever you want to call it once a person passes they also have to go through nine levels of uh, challenges to get to their final final resting Mm -hmm. place and so here we have two civilizations that are on they're separated by an entire ocean right they're not even on the same continent and they share not only uh, stellar uh, Alignment. similarities mm-hmm. right yeah. they share they share theological or mythological uh cultural references as well right. to where how they how they perceive and, and, and think about the underworld death mm-hmm. life the sun you know things like that and it's like well how did that happen right how can two civilizations obviously they couldn't communicate with each other there was no technology for that there was no technology for even crossing vast mm-hmm. oceans in that way uh so how do how do they have similar things and then now here we have the aborigines right so in the mayan culture they believed in this uh feathered serpent and then here we have the aborigines that are on an island that's like completely on the other side of the world <laughs> and so i think australia was the last continent to be discovered or, right. or, or recorded uh-huh. or whatever and the people of that island you know they have this similar uh depiction of this god that is a feathered serpent uh and they even have an area in in australia what's called the what is it called the black, the black mountain, mountain of death yes of where death. they say this serpent lives and dwells That's and it's like so people crazy. are not to go there and the people that have gone there and tried to explore like disappear vanish or end up dead maybe, maybe they go into another dimension right Who knows? <laughs> you don't know and then the aborigines just don't go there they go and they worship and they have these ceremonies that they do to kind of feed the god every like every year things like that and so well which is similar to what the uh, the mayan excuse me people do where they have these celebrations every year and there's people that still do those rituals maybe not exactly how they used to do them but they have their own version of that to still commemorate and pay their respects to their deities right that's wow so (laughs) and that's not even all of it you guys there's so much more (laughs) so yeah um so yeah the mayan people so yeah so there's (sighs) correlation there and then again yet again this week another another more validation of how Mm -hmm. these two very separate civilizations share customs and how how is that how if if there isn't some 
third party coming in and influencing them. Yes. You know, there has to be. I mean, it's so clear. And like you said, it's depicted in their history. So, but I think now we can kind of briefly touch on, I guess, the what is the the age of enlightenment or the renaissance period kind of skipping a little bit through time so really what we're gonna do on this episode we're gonna touch a little bit on different time periods to kind of discuss aliens and ufo and what's kind of been happening we're just gonna highlight some points and and talk about that because we needed to find a structure for (laughs) all this uh information but Yeah, yeah so in i feel like in talking about these different either crashes or ufo sightings or things throughout time it'll help us to understand number one this has been happening for a long time this is not alien ufo sightings it's not from the 1950s and forward Mm -hmm. it's it's recorded in a way that forever since right. civilization, right? right. Um, and we're not going to, there's just so much. Like, uh, I mean, come on, Ancient Aliens has been 15 seasons. That's it's been so taken, it's taken them to explain everything. Like, we're trying to do it in an hour <laughs> podcast. Like, that's not going to freaking happen. So, nope, sorry. Um, so, we're just going to touch and go here on, on different things. So, uh, to continue on our timeline, we want to talk about the Renaissance period or the period that's also known as the Age of Enlightenment, right? Mm-hmm. Where we came out of the dark medieval times. Mm-hmm. Right. And so uh, during this time, we see a lot of depiction of what appeared to us now to be like flying saucers, spaceships, airplanes wow. uh, in a time where these things did not only did they not exist, but they weren't even like ideas. Right. And so um, there's a lot of uh, religious um, paintings that we see during this period where um, you'll see up in the sky like these discs or these structures that are like um, made to look like they're spewing fire or, or shining or mm-hmm. bright in a way, uh, but they're mainly metallic in color and the way they're depicted in these paintings. There's some paintings that you can see very clearly a god or angel in like an egg, you know, and then behind it, it's shooting fire coming down into the picture, right? And so again, wow. what did they see that made, made them, them paint these yeah. things? Like, why would they paint them that way? Because if you're going to paint a god or an angel, you know, why not paint them coming in on a white horse? Why not paint them yeah. coming in um, on a cloud? Why mm-hmm. not paint them coming in when the rain? You know, mm-hmm. there's so many different ways that you can natural depictions of like these quote unquote gods but no these people chose to draw and paint these what they saw you know and so that's always and you can google this stuff you can look it up by all means we we're trying to get as much images as we can on the instagram for this episode but take a google go Mm -hmm. look it up and watch um, some ancient aliens (laughs) yeah see all these different things and make decisions for yourself for sure what does it look like to you Right. And can you explain it it away in a way it's like, well, to make yourself understand, like, why would a person of this time period paint something like that in a religious portrait Mm -hmm. in a time where heresy was punishable by death? Not just death, but tremendous torture and then death. And then death, yeah. To even suggest there's anything outside of the religion. Yeah, their beliefs. So, Mm -hmm. but a huge risk. So, who knows? That's something there. (laughs) All right. Next, we're going to move on to 1883. And in doing my research, I found something really interesting. Um, There is an observant or an astronomer, right, astronomer, uh, by the name of Jose Bonilla. And on August 12th of 1883, he was in the observatory at Zacatecas, which is where 
my family's from. Yes. And he saw what 300 dark objects kind of flying over the sun or in front of the sun so he could see them really well as like they were crossing over kind of like the way et did over the moon when they were riding the bike you know <laughs> oh my god so- <laughs> i love it i need to watch that movie again so um and he was able to take pictures oh, and wow. he at that time using the technology that was available and it was one one hundredth slide per second or mm-hmm. something, something something along like those that. lines yeah. right and so he got some really good pictures now Later on, when they were trying to figure out what this was, they, they ended up like saying something along the lines of, oh, this that was just a flock of like high flying geese. Like, bah, you know, geese don't fly that high where the sun is. Come on. I mean, for you to need a telescope and an astro- astronomy observatory to see geese. Mm, I don't think, think so. he, I think he would know what geese look <laughs> and yeah, like. Yeah, if, if you're a professional <laughs> astrologer, like, come on, dude. you would very easily be able to tell the difference between high-flying geese and something else. Mm-hmm. And he was very adamant about this was something else. So, yeah. and again, this is 1883, so, Who knows? you know. And then more closely related to us, in April 17th of 1897, here in Aurora, Texas, we have the UFO crash and burial um, that was actually reported to the newspaper that was on the newspaper. And there, there's mm-hmm. there's papers yep. of this um, and where they say that a UFO crashed into uh, Aurora, Texas and mm-hmm. the people of Aurora being very Christian and very religious, um, they took the alien bodies and they actually had like a burial for them yeah, like Christian ceremonial burial, burial mm-hmm. like you would bury a, a human mm-hmm. right because that was their belief there were there that was a christian thing to do right yeah, they were like poor little whatever yeah. like we have we to all come give from god like we correct. need to give them a proper burial. and then it was reported and in the um the newspaper at the time in both dallas and fort worth so there's a lot of uh records of that particular site and the people over were like yeah of that time were like yeah this happened like lots of witnesses lots yeah, of witnesses to them. the service <laughs> lots of witness to lots of yeah. things right um and so there is a lot of a lot of credibility behind that particular That's crash nice. landing then we move into the 1930s. And obviously, these are not the only. These are just the most popular. If we sat here and talked about every single sighting. Girl, we would be we here would for be days. Here for months. Yeah. Like, there's so much yeah. information. These are yeah. just the most credible, most popular, most, the ones that had the most eyewitnesses. Mm-hmm. And with that, well, do you want to talk about the great LA air raid in the 1930s? We can talk about that for sure. This is something that... Our good friend Kat talked to us about when we were like, what? Because I had never heard about this before. Had you like yeah, this event? I'd seen it. Yeah. So I had not. This is apparently an event in which uh, in Los Angeles during the weeks that followed the Pearl Harbor attack, there was a some sort of, I don't know what to call it. Um, I mean, UFO <laughs> lingering above the Los Angeles sky. And the military of the time kind of freaked out. They were like, oh, no, like, is this an, an attack from another country? Like, what what is this? So they immediately started turning on their sirens for right. um, what are those sirens called? Like, just They're, like, like emergency air, air raid sirens, which sound the... horrible, dude. Like, I yeah. cannot. It, that would give me so much anxiety because even watching the video replaying what the sirens sounded like and what the people were yeah. saying at the time was terrifying. But yeah, in that moment, 
I don't remember how for how long this UFO was lingering above the Los Angeles sky, but it was there and the military kept shooting it and it would not. Literally, so many bullets were, were fired to this, whatever this thing was, but not, it wouldn't bring it down. But they had the audacity to say, oh, it was just a, what was it called? The, an air blimp or what are those called? They had um, to, they like, they try to cover up and say, oh, it was just like a hot air balloon or something like that. But it was like, how? Like if it was a meteorolo- meteorological balloon. Yeah. Like how? But you were shooting at it over and over. Like it would have brought it down. You guys had like the, you know, military artillery to shoot this thing down. Um, yeah. So that was pretty wild. You guys, I definitely recommend you look at the video so you can see it. It's all. on YouTube. Yeah. It's on YouTube. It's, it's called everywhere. the Battle of Los Angeles uh-huh. or the Great Los Angeles Air Raid. Yeah. And it happened. I think it was like maybe a little bit after we entered World War II, after the Pearl Harbor attack. Right. Um, and so because we were still so on edge about the Pearl um, Harbor attack, you know, very similar to the way we were on edge after 9-11. So any little thing in the sky, that like they were all over the There's, sky and yeah, watching the sky yeah. more than they had been before Pearl mm-hmm. Harbor because super, we, quote unquote, didn't really see yeah. Pearl Harbor coming, right? Mm-hmm. So then when it happened, it was like, oh my God, like, like I mean, it propelled us into World War II. Yeah. Uh, it was such a huge event. So especially on the West Coast, because mm-hmm. we were really trying to keep an eye on Japan because Japan mm-hmm. is who bombed us in Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. Um they were really on top of looking at the skies. Mm-hmm. So when this particular UFO uh, came on came on radar, mm-hmm. it really, you know, immediately they were on it. Like right, within mi- minutes and or they seconds. sent fighter jets and right. they had, they shut down the city. They, you know, sounded the sirens, like you said. There were, there were these huge lights, you know, kind of like those lights that you see like in Memorial, you know, the oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those like kind of like big, the big Batman light. signal light. Yes, I was literally <laughs> thinking about that, the Batman signal lights. Um, I'm not a nerd, I swear. Okay, maybe a little bit. <laughs> Anyways, um, so they had these huge lights yeah. that they had put a- around cities like Los Angeles and things like that in case there was an attack oh, at night. So, so they were prepared still, yeah. because they were expecting if we're if the West Coast is going to get targeted again, it's going to come from Japan. And now we're in this war, so it might happen. Um, and so when it when this happened, they saw and and thousands of people. Yes, I forgot saw. to mention that so many people. So it wasn't like they could de- deny it. It was all of Hollywood at the time had seen this thing happen. It was just nuts. Yeah. So they the U.S. Naval Intelligence issued a warning on the attack on a mainland California, and it just went on for. I think at three from 3 a.m. to like the morning Um, and they were shooting 50 caliber machine guns um, and anti-aircraft shells. And there were so many like fighter jets flying and flying and shooting, shooting the number of artillery that we spent trying to shoot this thing down from the sky was crazy. Right. It was just and it wouldn't move. and, and, And the witnesses, again, thousands of witnesses were like, we saw it. It would just stay there. It wouldn't move. They, it would, didn't get hit by not one artillery. Like, these are our best. Like, so we're in the midst of fighting a war. We have mm-hmm. our best yeah, army. We exactly. have the best air force. Like, and they couldn't bring this thing down. And then just as quickly as it appeared, um, it left in the morning, right? Um, and so 
the the reason why this is such a very credible thing is because there were again newspaper article because it was such high alert it was so out in the open mm-hmm. everyone saw it mm-hmm. they put it in the paper right and it was like oh you know what what was this that happened to us last night all these people were witnesses so they couldn't really even like dismiss it and say oh this didn't happen because so many people witnessed <laughs> what happened but then they came back later and just like they did at, at Roswell oh it was this weather balloon type thing bye. And Goodbye. You can't then, like, come on. You would have shot down a weather balloon with all that freaking artillery. Yeah. Like, you guys. Come and people on. that are, and, and Air Force people that are, the pilots that are in these, you know, jets, they, at that level, being in the sky also, they can tell the difference between a spaceship, quote unquote, and a weather balloon. Right. I mean, you're, you're on that level. Yeah. yeah. And so, so to even suggest that. <laughs> It's just ridiculous. It is really right? ridiculous. It really, really is. But you guys, uh, yeah. pilots are not going to sit there and waste their time and the art- artillery and whatever on a weather balloon. No. They're going to see the weather balloon and say, hey, guys. It's uh, a weather it's balloon. It's a weather balloon. Let's, 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 yeah. let's call it the quiz. And not let's spend go. hours trying to knock fighting this thing from 3 o'clock in the morning yeah. all the way to 7 o'clock in Another the morning. thing to note was that it wasn't firing back. It was just there, right. like watching over the people, almost like it was curious to see, like, well, what are these little human people doing here? I always, in my <laughs> mind, I always like to like joke and think like <laughs> that when, whenever we see um, a UFO sighting like that, that lasts a long period mm-hmm. of time and like thousands of witnesses like that. Uh, I always in my mind like to picture like that they forgot to turn on the invisibility shield. And they no, went to sleep. that's so funny. <laughs> That's so And funny. then they like wake up to all this like pendejo no paga. <laughs> oh shit, you know like and they are gone. You fucking forgot. You why estás dormido aquí what the hell man? They know they saw us. Oh shit, they saw us. Yeah, they fucking saw. It's everywhere. So that's what, now I, what? That's what I like to think like somebody just fucked up so that you had one you job. Never know. You know, hey, we don't know. That's so true though. And then it's like this thing, are they shooting at us? Are, no, they're not shooting at us. They can't see us. We're invisible. What did you shoot at Oh, hell. <laughs> they are shooting at us. Vamanos. <laughs> oh, Lord. Who knows, girl? Who I know. Knows? I'm, I'm sorry. But, but um, what's, what, what's next? So I'm going to briefly touch on Roswell because everybody knows about Roswell. Oh. What is it? 47. You know, we had a crash landing yep. in uh, New Mexico right. around the Roswell area. Uh, a farmer comes out to see what's. What happened? Mm-hmm. He sees this big ball of fire. He finds a crash site and he finds aliens. He finds body. Um, he calls the sheriff of yep. the county, comes, mm-hmm. takes a look. And before they're able to even assess and know what's going on, in comes the military. Of course. And they're like taking everything, grabbing everything, collecting everything. And then they're like, okay, yeah, you know, this is a crash, whatever, whatever. Well, then again, it's reported in the news and it's like, hey, these aliens crash and this UFO, blah, blah, blah. And we have all the bodies and da, da, da. And then right after that, um, the they went ahead and the next day it was like they went to the sheriff and then they were like, no sheriff. This was a weather balloon incident. There oh, were no stop. bodies. There was anything. And then they made him take a picture with uh, this like beat up, torn up weather balloon to Come say on, to dismiss for it. them for him to be like, oh yeah, it was a weather balloon. Oh, You're right. No. But then la- la- later on, years passed, he recanted what he said, and he was like, okay, no, like they made me say that. That's not really what happened. I know what I saw, oh, and there's video footage of him actually talking about this. So that's something else him. that you might want to Google takes, look into. That takes guts though to go against what the government's saying. Like, yeah, but that was oh. this was way later, like in the because I was in what 47, so this was like. 
He was already an older, like so he's 60s. Like, I'm gonna tell know. the truth. Yeah, I'm just this gonna say if y'all believe it, y'all believe it. Morir como quiera. But by that wow. time, it was already super taboo to even talk say about anything. aliens. So they're probably like, no, he's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Dismiss it. Exactly. So wow. in um, so to talk about that, we're also gonna talk about uh, in 1947, the Maury Island incident. So I like this particular UFO sighting because it's interesting in the fact that this is the first time we have an actual record of what are known as the men in black, right? Ooh. So the Maury Island incident is this fisherman and his son and his dog were on his fishing boat uh, mm-hmm. a little bit off the coast. They were, you know, doing their usual daily fishing and then they see a UFO shoot into the sky and then explodes, right? And the debris of the UFO hits the boat kills the dog, injures the man's son, sinks his his boat, and so then the man and the son then have to, like, swim to shore. So when this incident happened, there were several people on the beach. Like, there were other fishermen. It was like a fishing port type Mm city. So a lot of people... Um, also witnessed this event. And, well, the proof is that the man's not going to sink his own boat, which is his livelihood. Uh, He's not going to injure his son. He's not going to kill his dog. I mean, you know, and then the injuries that were uh, found were not consistent with, like, were consistent with, like, a bombing or some type of explosion, like their burns and things like that. And so the next day, this man gets visited by two, quote-unquote, like, men you know unidentified men in like black suits or like you know the hat and the of the, of the time right mm-hmm. and basically it's like this didn't happen you know if you don't if you don't take back what you said and if you don't stop all this you know sharing the story like something bad's gonna happen to you and your family like, so then they begin to to put you know fear into people and say oh, you know no. this is so he kind of was like okay but then over the years after time went by, he was, you know, obviously very traumatized by the situation. He was like, okay, yeah, no, I can't. And he also started to reach out to UFO organizations or ufologists and say, I need to talk about this, but I feel like my life is in danger, but I don't want this to go down this way because this 100% indeed happened. Wow. And so that's the first time that we officially see uh, the presence of the, the men, men in black, black right? And, yeah. and then after that, throughout the rest of, you know, History. years, you'll see mm-hmm. that there are if you do the research, right, there are several times when UFO sightings have happened and then you people get a quote-unquote visit from this men in black. And there have been instances where a person will say, you know, I saw these aliens and or I had this experience and they don't shut up about it and then they end up dead. Woof. Right? That's a so, really sad ending. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so wow. all this stuff comes from somewhere, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, there's just so much evidence, right, that proves that UFO activities have occurred. And I think not only that, but we know trillions of dollars have been spent on this secret space program and other programs. And so there's really just it's hard to deny that this stuff is out there. Yeah. I so think. in the 40s and 50s, they, they had what was called uh, Project Blue Book, right. which is the government's uh, put together all these people, the, you know, generals and, and chiefs of whatever and defense mm-hmm. and yada, yada to really investigate and see if. The because after the 40s, we got into this like the spaceman flying saucer type mm-hmm. of craze, right? Where mm-hmm. everyone was like all into like space stuff, and you know, and then we were also doing our own space stuff at that mm-hmm. time. We were putting out the Sputniks and the monkeys in orbit and things like that, yeah. trying to get ourselves out into out of space. So it was during this very big, like 
you know, space time right. that they decided, okay, and they were, and then plus you had the, you know, the, the th- 1930s raid and you had the Roswell incident mm-hmm. and you had all these other all Aurora stuff. incidents that um, said, okay, we need to really, as a government and also because it's wartime, mm-hmm. we need to make sure that we have some kind of funding and some kind of program that's going to investigate these reports, their validity to see if we are really being visited by aliens and if this is really a like national security issue that we need mm-hmm. to be addressing because at the time a lot a lot of the the consensus was that okay if this is national security we need to be on top of it and scientists mainstream scientists at that time were like yes this is something you should definitely be looking at um as to where you know politicals and all that were like oh this is a bunch of hokey book but we're going to go ahead and spend the money and start the project Oh, uh, I see. Which the that's movie that just came out on Prime called The Phenomenon. That's amazing. That movie is so awesome. I just watched it this last week I as need well. To and it. it it's basically interviewing all or most of the people that were either that were involved in Project Blue Book. And these are all military career guys. These are all very high level um chief directors of the, uh, the Air Force at mm-hmm. the time that had these sightings or, or did were working on these projects where spokespeople were, mm-hmm. were had a hand in writing this particular report. Right. Um and of course by the time they were done and when the report came out, they were like, well, no, there's really no uh, threat to national security. Everything's fine. We didn't find any evidence. Blah, 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 blah. Right. <sighs> and so fast forward to the what I believe are the like the 80s, 90s, 2000s. And here recently in the last few years, we realized about the, uh, ATIP. So ATIP is another. So we found out that. And it really it was. I think it was the um, the one of the New York papers. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the name right now. It's escaping me. But they started doing research into bu- our budget, the, uh-huh. the American budget, right? Because they were starting to realize or get information or tips that a huge chunk of our budget was going to an undisclosed place. Oh yes, 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 right? yes, yes. Um, Washington, New York Journal, New York Post. I don't know, one of those, right? One of those, yeah. And so they were like, "Well, where's all this money? Because we're talking like trillions of dollars. A lot. Like, where's all this so, money so going? Much money. Why is this not being disclosed to the people? Like, wh- mm-hmm. why is this a gray area?" Mm-hmm. So they poked their nose in so hard that eventually, what happened is the government had to be like, "Okay, you got us." Like Shoot. we have been putting money into this program that's to help defend ourselves against any type of like alien invasion type and to kind of be able to. So the sheer fact that they even admitted and acknowledged that like they have this program mm-hmm. that they're funneling trillions of dollars so to says something without saying something. Right. Why would our current government be spending that much tax money on something that they don't think is real. That is just a hoax. Right. Or that Come is on. like taboo or that's like, oh, if you think of, if you if you are an alien person, you're crazy, you know, yeah. like you're hokey. That's local. Right. But yet they're Y'all spending, spending money. money. I could see it if like they weren't spending money and they're just like, okay, well, you know, dismiss it. It's done. But the yeah, like you said, the fact that they are spending money, they wouldn't. They would be putting that money somewhere else. Right. If there it wasn't too, like our yeah. na- our global defense here mm-hmm. with the you know the uh, quote unquote enemies that we have on Earth, right? Mm-hmm. That are are wanting to potentially bomb us or hurt mm-hmm. us or or challenge our national defense. Like, right. why not put the money towards that? If you really don't think there's anything out there, if you really don't think that we're being visited by aliens or we're yeah. or there's there's absolutely no proof, like right. they say, 
So that was a big, huge win for the disclosure movement that's happening. That was like the first thing where it was like, oh, now they, so now you've acknowledged it. And by acknowledging it, by acknowledging that you're funding this much, again, says a lot without saying a lot, right? So yeah. So anyways, uh, let's go back to like 1952 in D.C. over the White House airspace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, D.C. radar picks up seven unknown objects in the Andrews and Boiling Space, not airports, but like the military bases, Mm -hmm. right? Um, They pick up seven unknown objects. So they send out F-94 planes to try to intercept these objects and see why they're flying over a space that they're not supposed to be flying in. Mm-hmm. And as they get close to these particular UFOs, the UFOs are really fast. The UFOs are just a different type of technology that we didn't have at that time. So their planes are able to go like different patterns, like vertically straight up, side to side, in really fast Whoa. ways that no known airplane at the time could do Um, that we didn't have that technology and so they were able to outmaneuver all of our fighter jets and then you know vanish only to again reappear one week later and so one week later again the radar tries to pick up four this time and they're the they're they were be able to seen as these like red glowing objects in the sky right and so again Fighter pilots are sent out. They make visual, they have visual contact with the thing. They're like, do we shoot? Do we not shoot? And it was very much like, do not shoot unless you are shot at first because we mm. don't know what this is. And so. Yeah, imagine thing, yeah, girl. Exactly. <laughs> Everything would be gone. <laughs> and and they kind of felt that way because they saw the ad- how much more advanced their Obviously flying they, vehicles yeah, were. Yeah, they would be able to defend so themselves. Come you to really me. don't want to go, sh- like, you don't want <laughs> Go shoot with your little cricket gun. Yeah, like a person that's got this big like desert eagle, like no, that's like that, you know. No, no, so no, yeah. So yeah. So then nice. uh of course one saw that uh, reported in the papers, lots of documentation, you know. At the end of the day, they were like, Oh no, these are just radar weather anomalies. They weren't real actual things. And then people were like, so then the fighters, the pilots and, you know, Air Force men at the time were like, yeah, no. Because if that was what it was, they wouldn't have us out there shooting at clouds, Exactly. That's my freaking point. Right. Like, come on. You're going to spend all that money, all that time on that? Yeah. Training these people for some freaking weather balloons? Go (laughs) back. Girl, bye. But, I mean, that kind of reminds me a lot of, like, what happened with the Robert, Robert uh, Salas thing. Uh-huh. I don't know if you want me to talk about yeah, that going sure. in that. So, Robert Salas was, or I don't know if he's still alive. I should have looked that up. But he's he's an older man. He's, he's experienced uh, what is called a UFO sighting during his military career. He worked for the United States Air Force from 64 to 1971. In March of 67, he was working in the Montana military base as a lounge officer. While he was working and he was monitoring uh, the missiles, he received a call. And this call said that this, you know, this guy, this officer could see different lights in the sky. And, the, you know, Mr. Salas was like, whatever, that's some bullshit. You know, he hangs up the phone and he's like, whatever, he dismisses it. Well, he received another call moments later and another officer had described seeing a glowing red object in the sky. Similar to yes. what you just said. And there's a, during the 40s, 50s, 60s, there's a lot of uh, UFOs nuts. described as glowing like red objects. Wow. Well, 
So immediately, obviously, he's like, okay, well, let's not, you know, dismiss this. They were ready to release any weapons that they needed to release for self-defense. However, within minutes of the UFO hovering on top of the military base, the weapons that they had, the missiles started going down and became unlaunchable. They couldn't. They, they, they were they, not they flying. Could, yeah, they couldn't freaking use them anymore. Yeah. And this is crazy. And and you can't really dismiss this because a total of 20 retired U.S. Air Force officials provided their testimony during this time on a different on many different UFO sightings to back this up. So I don't know. This really makes me wonder. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, there's so many guys and that's just a few of the many military officials, many military and government personnel that have provided their testimony and said, mm, you know, it wasn't no damn weather balloon. It was these lights or it was these UFOs or whatever. Something but- to control over our military, mm-hmm. like detonating equipment to be mm-hmm. able to launch these nuclear warheads or whatever right. into the sky and completely shut down. That's um, crazy. Took them offline for a period of time. And I now that you're saying that, I remember also seeing something where the same thing happened on a Russian military. Yes. Um, yes. Where they also had encounter. Wasn't it like with their nuclear or was that the another word? Yeah. They yeah. Were like, but know. I know in different uh, times that they were like different governments were ready to like launch nuclear missiles. It was during the Cold and War. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So later on, they were ready to like launch nuclear missiles and then all of a sudden they would stop working. They would go offline. And it looks like, I swear, like I just, again, I don't know. I mean, I'm still learning, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I can see if some sort of, you know, non-human race was like, oh no, y'all about to F things up for humanity. We got to intervene. Let's yeah. turn these shits off because y'all don't know what you're doing. And nuclear weapons, they can destroy the whole freaking planet if we don't do it, Absolutely. you know, if we don't use it right so i can see why they would be like nope turn this off real quick yeah Yeah, you're not making good decisions no let me like you know like a parent it's like coming in and it's like no like go sit the fuck down no more ipad for you it's time it's time 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 to read a book or do something you're you don't you're not making good decisions so mom's gonna make a decision for you exactly yeah so that's just really interesting but i don't know girl yeah so here we are in the 70s, and we have what's called the Pascagoula, Mississippi abduction, in which two fishermen are out on their fishing boat, and they claim to be abducted. Oh and they lose uh, chunks of time. They leave. They're gone. To, to us, it was like the equivalent of five days, and to them, they felt like they were only gone for hours. Wow. So that type of, like, warpness. And um, you hear that a lot with abductees. Yes. The time is just totally messed up yes they have a different perception of time yeah yeah well that makes sense if, you, if you're taken into different dimensions right how yeah, time would not that be theory, it just exactly. wouldn't make sense yeah and then um in the 80s there's a couple of things that i want to talk about first i want to talk about the cash landrum incident mm-hmm. this actually happened in new caney texas oh super close to where so we're close at to us, yeah and this family was traveling down this isolated, very wooded area mm-hmm. road, and they came upon what looked like a diamond-shaped object in hovering in the trees, like alongside them, right? Oh, wow. And as they drove closer to towards it, it completely shut down the engines uh, of their vehicle, and so they kind of were stuck there. And as this object kind of fired up and moved, it irradiated on them. So it like they felt the heat from the blast or um, they were the flames, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, even though they weren't touched by the flames, right? 
And then later on, they ended up with injuries like burns, uh, oh, wow. tumors, um, very like like they were exposed to a really like, high level of radiation. Whoa. So shortly after they see the diamond shape and then it kind of goes away. But right behind it, they see uh, military helicopters, two CH-47 Chinooks. I think that's how you pronounce mm-hmm. it. And so these are these military grade helicopters that were kind of like following the UFO as it was traveling. Mm-hmm. And so... Whenever they went to the hospital and they were like, oh, what's wrong? They immediately took it as this was some type of like experimental military testing of a new, you know, flying object or whatever. And so they went and they sued the government. Oh, wow. And so they were like, hey, your new whatever, whatever Did burned us, hurt us. us. Yeah. You know, you know, we're going to have lifelong effects from this. Yeah. Um, so we want to sue. And at first, because of the lawsuit, the military was like, yeah, that that wasn't us. We didn't. Oh, we don't know what you're talking about. And then, oh, shit. And then <laughs> once they caught on to what happened, they were like, okay, yeah, 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 that was us. We did it. And then they took oh, them to court. They wow. filed their lawsuit and everything. And then eventually the case was just dismissed. So they didn't get paid out? No. So uh, what? I don't know how. I, I didn't look into all the legalities of like how the ju- judge decided this is not a viable case. Obviously, these people had very severe, very heavy injuries. I mean, it's evident what could have given them that much radiation poisoning on an isolated area in the forest in the middle, middle of Texas, of nowhere, you know. Right. Like, so that's another one of those incidents yeah, that's, that's like hmm. that has that makes you have more questions than answers. Exactly. Like this whole thing, I'm like going through this episode, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, this is just so, so much. Yeah. And then the other eighties thing that I want to talk about, and again, I'm not really sure if this was like late seventies, early eighties, but I saw this on an episode of Ancient Aliens in mm-hmm. season fifteen, episode mm-hmm. three. That episode is all about Chile and about Chile's oh, high yes. level of UFO sightings. Yes. It said that in Chile at least one out of every family in Chile has had at least one, if not two, UFO sightings. No. Oh, and man. so the 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 level of UFO sightings in Chile is so vast and so great and so on a daily basis pretty much that the Chilean government really actually has a government funded 1-800 hotline where people can call in and <laughs> this report is crazy. because they're they're keeping data because yeah. in Chile there's really no way the government can be like, oh, aliens don't exist. Like this, with all of you this, know, the because people, it's so no. prevalent. Yeah, the people are like, pero mi tío ya lo like, vio. We see it every day. How can how, how can, can you, you deny it? Like it's a part so, of the culture already. To the point that yeah. when this particular incident happened in, is when Don Francisco was doing Sábado Gigante and yo in know, Chile. Yo know before he came to the U.S. with his show, mm-hmm. he did his show in Chile. And so during one of the show's recordings, it starts to be reported that there's a UFO kind of hovering outside of, that can be seen uh, from outside the studio. So he literally takes the recording outside to the studio parking lot and they start recording this, these lights that are hovering uh, in the sky. And they were there for a good like hour, you know, long time, enough for like, everybody that was in that area to be able to see and for them to have video footage of these lights. And so Don Francisco starts to kind of report the about the incident on, t- on, you know, on just camera. I can just imagine him like... <laughs> right, because this is <laughs> happening. so crazy. And 
I always think that story is super interesting because this is Don Francisco. Yeah, like, he's so I love him. <laughs> synonymous to Latin American culture. Yes. Don Francisco's we like all grew the up with God. him. Like everybody grew up watching Cerdo oh, yeah. Gigante. I mean, El Chacal. You just that was yes. the thing that you did when you were a kid on That's Saturday. So like, funny. no, we're not going anywhere. We're watching Rochi Cerdo Gigante. Why don't yes. you have a seat? And um, so yeah, so to have if to know that he himself had his own professional sighting. Again, this is why he was recording his show. This is when he was an adult. This right. is on film. This is something that uh, lots and lots of people witnessed and saw that just kind of hovered and stayed there. And, and again, the government had no explanation for it. There was no explanation for it. But you can very well see that the people are, although they're alarmed, mm-hmm. they're not surprised or startled the way we would be, right? Oh, we because would be Because it's losing, such losing a common thing. Yeah. Over there. In Chile, right. That's so nuts. Chile is pretty much like waiting for the rest of the countries on the planet to acknowledge mm-hmm. what they already, Catch up. what they're already acknowledging. Right. Just so they can then start sharing data and say, okay, well, let's now compare notes and see what, what's happening here. Wow. So they're a little bit more forward in their ufology than then many we are. other mm-hmm. countries. That's so interesting. That's really, yeah. really interesting. And oh. then the next one I have is uh, March 13th, 1997. And this is what's known as the Phoenix Lights. I love this. And if you haven't heard about any other UFO sightings, this is probably it. But but maybe a few. This is probably the one of the ones you've heard of. Mm-hmm. And so this happened March 13th, 1997 uh, over Phoenix. Thousands of people over oh a 300 gosh. mile radius observed and saw these lights flickering over phoenix for 106 minutes jeez that's a that's a quite a while right <laughs> so it wasn't really just it. like it wasn't like know, some some rando you know was this is 97 we were already born <laughs> well i was not born oh yet. <laughs> Don't, I, I was born in spirit i'm an old soul but Jeez. i was I was not born. I yet. keep forgetting you're so young. Girl, I, I keep swear. forgetting just, I'm this young. But yeah, Trust me, uh, I feel like I'm what? 30. So yeah. So okay. Well, <laughs> I was born already in 97. So 97 Phoenix Lights. <laughs> I was already in my teens. Oh my god, that's terrible. Um, so yeah, Phoenix Lights. Um, <laughs> very quickly, people wanted answers. Right, of course, from their I can local imagine. government. What is this? What? And the local government officials now been interviewed again, and now that they're not in office anymore, that they don't have political careers anymore, mm-hmm. they're more they're changing their story, and so they're very mm-hmm. much saying like, at this time, we were told to say this, this, and that by higher up government. So oh, that's wow. what we did, and so they very much tried to downplay it. Like they were just it doing up, their job. It, yeah, you know, the regular. UFO yeah. stuff, but now in as early as like as you know 2019, you know or 2018, these people were interviewed again, and they're like, no, no, this was a lot more than we we let on oh, to be or we wow. made it seem. We just couldn't. Our hands were bound. Our hands were tied. You know, one of I think it was the mayor. He was like, yeah, he's like, well, I was. It was a year of reelection. You know, I was oh, looking to be reelected, wow. so I couldn't. I couldn't sit here and say, oh. We have aliens in Phoenix. That would have been the end of my political career. So, And then he goes on to say that that is one of his biggest regrets is handling that situation the way that he did and not taking the opportunity to 
reveal the truth, to say this is something that we all saw because he himself saw it. Again, over a 300 mile radius, people could see these lights in the sky. So thousands of people, himself included, experienced. So nobody told him about it. He saw them himself. So that's one of the major, one of the big ones in more recent times that really, and there's no explanation. They couldn't. They couldn't do the whole weather balloon thing with this one, yeah, right? Yeah, because it looked totally different. It's too and, modern. Because what was it? In like a V shape? It was like it was a V shape. Yeah, the light. Uh, I think there's video because it's 97. They, people had camcorders. Oh yeah, they had. The and it was 106 phones. minutes, so it's plenty of time for you to get your butt inside, charge that big old battery, take that big old VHS tape, <laughs> insert it into the, put it on your shoulder, and go Did outside. They have flip phones then. Like no. flip phones, well, maybe right. No. But they wouldn't have like a fans. They had those big a... brick phones. Oh lord! Those, you probably don't even know what I'm talking about. I do know what a that. brick phone is, girl. I'm that young. No, you <laughs> don't. I bet you I never do. held one. I have held one, but it wasn't like working. It was, you know, <laughs> it was an old phone lord. that they had in the house. Ninety-seven was more about pagers. Still, that's so, we were still yes, very pagers. much in our, yeah, yeah, in our neon. Right. Well, for me, neon pink clear pager. You know, oh, that's so page funny. me, girl. You know, that's so funny. <laughs> Don't forget to put your code so I know who you are. That's so funny. <laughs> I can't even relate. <laughs> you can't. You cannot relate because you're a baby. I am a baby. Well, oh, shit. Fun times. For those are, for, for my people that are closer to my age, you know they, what I'm talking about. They, like they getting know. that page is like, beep, 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 and you were like, yeah, I'm important. It's <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be that song um, for the Tigres del Norte. Like, what is it called? El Celular? There's Marcas a, a Mi Celular. You don't remember oh, that song? No. The Tigres del Norte? And I know who those are too. Oh my God, I, I have to play it for you. I That's think it's so called funny. Mi Celular, like where he's like, it's a song basically about self, like having a cell phone. Oh, right? wow. And so he, it's like a corrido and he's like, yeah, pues me marcas al celular. That's so funny. That's so funny. So I'll play for you. When yes, we're I want to listen to it. Um, it's, it's a good song. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's 97. And then now uh, let's talk about the 2000s because there's, yes. been, there's been some stuff happening stuff recently. In the 2000s. After I was born. Yes. Oh, my God. I don't even want to ask what year you were born. What year were you born? 99. Oh, my God. But come on. You got you to gotta, you know damn well I'm not really 21. Everybody that I meet, all my clients, you know, they're usually older than me. And they're like, girl, like, you're definitely an old soul because this, this is not okay. Like, how are you? No. All right. So... Okay, so now we're gonna we're in the 2000s. Let's talk about some stuff that's happened in the 2000s. Yeah. We have a lot of great stuff. I want to start by talking about the lights uh, above the New Jersey Turnpike 2001. So in 2001, um, the New Jersey Turnpike is supposed to be this place where people tend to like park and enjoy the view. I guess it's got oh, okay. like a really nice like horizontal view, if that's even cool. a word. I don't know. I'm making up <laughs> words here now. And um, a lot of people actually stopped on the turnpike that day because they witnessed, one witness says, I saw 16 golden orange colored lights, several in a V-shaped formation. Um, and this is actually Lieutenant Daniel Tarrant of the Carter Police Department. Uh, others were scattered around the V. So this is a police officer from this county that's giving the statement of what he saw on the turnpike that day. 16 golden orange colored lights, several in a V formation. Others were scattered around the V. So if a lot of people think that the V, whenever um, a UFO is said to be to seen in a V formation, the V formation is not like there's individual ships creating the V the way we would see like Mm -hmm. birds do. Mm -hmm. It's that 
the this one particularly large ship has V sh- lights underneath it in a V shape, oh, right? Because it's see. like a triangular yeah, yeah. Uh, type of um, uh-huh. ship ship mm-hmm. vehicle. And then the other lights um, scattered around it tend to be like the smaller ships that are kind of oh wow right. Um, and so that's very much what people were were seeing that they saw here there's at least 15 people contact turns department to report the strange lights so again several witnesses witnessed this um and this is actually something i'm pulling from an abc news article at that time that was and it 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 talks about this incident that happened july 17 2001 the next one that i want to talk about is the 2004 U.S. Nimitz UFO incident. Several pilots from VFA-41 Squadron flying Super Hornets from the USS Nimitz were directed by the USS Princeton to intercept one of several unidentified flying objects detected by radar. The pilots reported a visual encounter and recorded an infrared video. The Navy has verified that the video was taken by Navy personnel and has stated that it has not yet identified the nature of the sightings, which they classified as unexplained aerial phenomenon. So (laughs) this is when we see the introduction of the term UAP, Mm -hmm. uh, unexplained aerial phenomenon versus UFO. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's 2004. Um, and then in 2006, we have the very famous O'Hare International Airport UFO sighting. Uh, United States employ- United Airlines employees and pilots claimed sightings of a saucer shape, uh, unlit craft hovering over a Chicago, uh, a Chicago O'Hare Airport terminal be- before appearing to leave with a rapid vertical rise. So literally it's hovering over the terminal and then just shoots up into the sky and disappears at a rate that no technology, even for 2006, exists. And here are several, I mean, it's it's an airport terminal. Yeah, it's, it's busy. There's How much more busy? And, and then Chicago? Super busy. Super busy it's airport. It's not like some little tiny town airport. No, no. no. This is Chicago Mm O'Hare. So lots and lots of witnesses. Um, And then witnesses later on reporting reported that they people had come in and said, "Okay, if you want to keep your job, you didn't see anything. Right. So things like that. But it was so much so visible that it couldn't be kept under because it wasn't just the employees. It was people that were trying to catch a flight. Right. You can't hush hush everyone like that. No. Right. All right, and then my favorite one is the East Coast Go Fast video, and that one is of 2015. Oh, that's and super recent. This is the one, the video that we've seen here in more recent times, and this video and the 2004 video just got released like in 2017. Mm-hmm. This is when the U.S. Navy kind of, where the A-tip thing started to come mm-hmm. out, and the U.S. Navy was like, "Okay, yeah, look, here we have two these two videos, and we're saying yes, these are." Uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon. Oh my so gosh. We don't Una- know what they are. Really? You don't know? And they're in infrared <laughs> video. The video was taken from uh-huh. US naval yeah, uh, it's planes. official camera. So it's official, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're they gave validity to the videos mm-hmm. uh, and then just explained them as unexplained aerial phenomena. Right. UAPs. So the go fast video is you can see this um because it's like in a you know heat sensor like type of um, like infrared yeah infrared exactly thank you Mm -hmm. um you could just see the shape Mm -hmm. but the important thing to note is that the the flying pattern the rates of speed 
the things that this uh, particular UAP was doing are things that we cannot do even in 2015 to the point where the pilots that were watching them, because you can hear their commentary as they're chasing this thing down. One of the pilots is like, dude, I don't know what this is, but I want to fly one. Like yeah, he was I so amazed hearing about that. He by the technology. Like, he's like, holy shit, that sounds really yeah, bad. Like, I don't know yeah. what this is, but I want to fly one. Wow. And it reminds me of Will Smith in oh, yeah, the movie, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, because yeah. He was like, you know, so like, I got to get in one of these things, yeah, you know, he's like, this is bad <laughs> and he, you know, and, and so that, and of course that movie was what in the nineties. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so again, these things have given validity too. And then now here we have something that I've been kind of keeping an eye on and trying to understand a little bit more of is Trump started a new space program or, oh, did he? I didn't uh, know and this. it was more for, I think it's called, I don't even know what it's called, but it's basically dish. It's in addition to an armed force. So you have the Navy, you have the air force, you have the army, you have the Marines. And now we have like this space army type of group. So right? it looks like it's called the United States space force. I yes. might be wrong. That sounds about that. right. Mm. which sounds so like you know, like something you're about to watch on Netflix. Right? Freaking YouTube. Um, you know, so he started YouTube. the United States Space Force, right? Yeah. And the purpose is in case we ever need defense in outer space. So it's like a branch of the military that's Another- specific to defend us from out from otherworldly attacks or otherworldly, you know. Mm. And it's like, Okay, but like they already had the, these other programs that they've been. But I guess this one's a public one. So it's the first yes, real public and it's go- one. government funded. So the NASA program was, you know, all about getting us to space, mm-hmm. right? This the intention for this particular program is to defend us from things from space. Oh, and so that's the key note there. So it's not like, I mean, yeah, I'm sure they're also going to be doing things to help improve technology and getting us further, like getting us to sure. Mars or getting us, sure. yeah. or building a, you know, the moon thing that they want to do, put a, put a city in the moon or, mm-hmm. or whatever. But the real intention is to make it, you know, to where we are, can defend ourselves in case we get attacked. <laughs> 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 like I, can, I was stumbling my words. Oh, so yeah. Lord. So... That's what I got for that. And then the last thing that I want to talk about is the hybridization program. I feel like that's something we need to talk about. Yeah, definitely Um, address that. So the hybridization program is something that we know about through the Akashic Records, Mm -hmm. channelers, contactees, abductees, especially because that's the whole point, right? Yeah, they experience that. So hybridization is theory suggests that the reason why we have abductions, why certain alien races are able to come and abduct us and then they do all these like reproductive genetic type stuff to mm-hmm. uh, is what's reported from these abductees is because we entered into an agreement with these different races of them not really 100% showing themselves or interfering with us uh, as long as we, if they're able to take samples and, and do a things to a small percentage of the population and the reason for that is for a couple things number one some some alien races are said to no longer be able to reproduce themselves without the intervention of like humans or Mm -hmm. a a medium race Mm -hmm. or middle race i should Mm -hmm. say and then some do some do it because they just to 
it's this whole genetics thing. Like we, they've always done it where they even within, within themselves, they mix their genetics with different things and see what comes like to see. I mean, that's how we got to go from being primates to being, um, who we are now having civilizations, having consciousness, having understanding, awareness, feelings, empathy, all these things, right. Mm -hmm. Not being animals in, in the literal sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's because they're all about genetic changes. Um, and so part of the hybridization program is that, is that there are certain families whose lineage is followed, right? And the reason is because certain families uh, have a higher, either vibrate on a higher frequency or have a different type of genetic makeup that makes them more comparable or to be more successful during these genetic, um, ex I don't want to call them experiments because I don't think they're that, but these genetic Mutations, mutations right yeah. so that they would have more viable more this, more successful results you know what just crossed my mind i know you, we've talked about this off the podcast but the rh negative blood mutation yes they talk about that uh, <laughs> i know which is nuts but i found out that i lack that protein in right. myself and then Crazy enough, my sister also lacks that protein. And when you told me that, I told you there was an episode that was dedicated I know. specifically to I watched that. It and it was freaked me the should, fuck um, out. Because I was like, oh my God, like if this is true, a lot of things make sense. And then it ties it to like the peop the Atlantis civilization and all of that. So I was just like, holy shit. Because they believe that people who like this protein are also supposed to be more intuitive Correct. or more empathic Correct. and it was just like so yeah. much so much but you guys yeah. definitely look into it because it was just yeah a lot. and i wish i would have <laughs> rewatched that episode to kind of familiarize myself I know, with it too much more but maybe we'll talk about it if we do another episode but for sure so uh back to the hybridization program so it's done to where like they will abduct men and women mm -hmm. and then use their particular sperm and ovum plus interjecting their genetic material to make these what we call hybrid beings mm. that are part human, part whatever the race is because, you oh know, it's just different ones. And so because they follow lineage, they follow these families from like, you know, they the start, start taking them a long time ago. And then mm -hmm. as the generations progress, they kind of continue on. Um, and then another reason why they do it is to kind of have people here on Earth that like it's almost like if you wanted to start an army, right, without making it really obvious, obvious right? Oh, so like are hush, you hush. going to <laughs> like just send a bunch of little green men to Earth and vaccinate right, all these that's people? That's super obvious, right? <laughs> like, uh, no. So what you do is you start interjecting your DNA in a way that maybe later on, if needed, you can awaken this part of the oh DNA um, and kind of say or, or allow people to remember you know, Certain who things. they are, what they are. Which is why we have all these people are like, oh, I come from this civilization. Right. Exactly. Oh, good. And so, like and also Gaia the thing? main That's point crazy. to doing all this is to, once again, aid our our ascension into the next dimensions, our ascension into... Um, 5D consciousness from, and yeah, all of that. Yeah, more consciousness and things mm -hmm. like that. And we can't really do that with the DNA and the genetic makeup that we had. Right. And so, which is... You know, some people theorize that, like, when this whole thing that we're having with autism, right, mm -hmm. um, and people that are, you know, related to or work with children that are autistic, they all say the same thing, and I hear it all the time, is it's not that 
these these children don't lack intelligence. Yeah. It's the communication. Right. Right. They Their inability to communicate or to learn the way we teach mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. If we learned how to teach them in a way that they need that that works for them. Yeah, that's more efficient. It would be we would see that these children are not they are intelligent. They're probably more intelligent. Definitely. And then we go into the svants, right? These people that are autistic that have these incredible abilities to like make these huge artworks from memory of seeing something one time. Or I know amazing. I read one of a lady who, if you play her a tune one time, She'll she know. can then play it on any instrument. Oh uh, and then there were these other, these twins that are probably the more famous of the Svants. Like they were both autistic. They were twins and they had like a mental calendar. So like if you would give them a random date, even before their birth. I remember, I right? know, I know. They're older they now, would, right? Yeah. Like they, they would go into their brain and they'd be like, oh yeah, that, that was a Tuesday. On, yes, and then, yes, you know, well, what about yes. this day, you know, in the year, blah, blah. Oh, that was a Wednesday. That's and, so you know, crazy. and then they could recount things that like that specific amazing? details of that day. Right. Wow. And so like, you know, you would ask them about a random date in their lives. They would say, oh, yeah, that was a Tuesday. For breakfast, we had two eggs and blah, blah, blah. For lunch, we had this. I wore this shirt. She wore that shirt, blah, blah, blah. And, I, and it would be accurate, you know. I think that future generations will one day be able to understand that the reason why, you know, we're now seeing this is because these are the people that are that are going to aid humanity in our ascension into a greater understanding of things. And yeah, and then I saw somewhere else someone was read in one of these hybrid things that I, groups that I was in or reading that they are the understanding is now or the theory, however you want to call it, is that they are now taking us from they're trying to take us from a double helix DNA strand to a 12 helix DNA strand, Whoa, which is where we were originally when mm. we were first created by because that's where they are, which and again, the helixes to me think it kind of makes me think of the different dimensions. Right, so you have oh, the sixth dimension, yes. seventh dimension, eighth dimension, which we'll talk about in another podcast. So <laughs> yeah, some people are like, "What are uh, these dimensions?" Yeah, they keep I've mentioning lost a dimensions. Bunch of people now. <laughs> <laughs> just so, yeah. do your research, guys. You know, we're kind of we're here to kind of discuss things and highlight certain things, but it's there's so much out there, like we mentioned earlier in the episode. So really, take the time to do your own research, gather your own thoughts, your own opinions. You know, just take what resonates yeah. and go from Do there. Do your research. I mean, Always. you can listen to this episode and be like, oh, this these are some in- interesting theories. You know, sounds good, but I'm not telling you to believe them. You know, yeah. I don't, I'm not saying I believe all of right. them. I'm just saying that I keep an open mind and I like learning and knowing about this stuff because it keep. I feel like it keeps my perception open. Absolutely. Like I'm open to different perspectives, different theories, different things because I feel like when you just subscribe to one particular thing and you limit your mind in that way, that's when we have a lot of ignorance and yeah, we have you a limit lot your of growth. hostility and yeah. hatred and it's like, oh no, this is the one way, this is the right way, which we're seeing a lot of that right now. Right now. Unfortunately. And it's because we've been wrapped in this veil of like, this is what it is and, and anything it. outside of it is it's blasphemy. And, mm-hmm. and if you even think about it, you're a cuckoo head. And, you know, <laughs> if you even like, talk about it, forget it. You're ostracized, you know? Yeah. And so what? Like, yeah. <laughs> so what? <laughs> I've been weird my whole it. life, honey. Same. <laughs> you know, Freaking so same. it's, it just, yeah. 
that's my yeah. at least that's my take on things and I know for you, this is all new. It's a lot, and you're probably it's still, still no. I, it's gonna I take mean, time to process. It takes, uh, yeah, and it then takes just, a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because I mean, my, yeah, like my it, thing is, it's like okay, like I always think, like okay, well, where are the aliens? Like, where are they hiding? Where where do they stay? And then it's like, well, maybe we haven't really found them because we haven't been searching for long enough. Because people are like scientists, they'll be like, oh well. We, we've looked at the stars and we've looked at the planets and there's no sign of there being a uh, a planet that contains life like the way we do. Well, I think like, okay, well, maybe maybe we haven't been searching long enough, you know, maybe or maybe it is just us. But then you look at all these things that have happened throughout our human history and you're like, wait, uh, I don't know if it's just us. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I go back and forth and I'm sure a lot of people can relate. And I mean, I mean, I don't know, it just... I guess yeah. we'll see. We'll see Give what happens. Think. Look some stuff up. Yeah. Some, there's lots of great like documentaries and things on Prime. If you want a, a starting place, I highly, highly recommend just start watching episode one, season one of Ancient Aliens. I've watched and it. And then just go from there yeah. because they go when you watch the episodes, well. they kind of... Yeah. They, then now you have names, places, dates of things mm-hmm. to start your research. For sure. And then you can go from there. And I, at first when I would watch an episode, I would go on the internet and try to disprove what they said. Oh, wow. Like I want to, I didn't want it to be the what truth. they were saying. And that's how I got into all this. And the more I tried to disprove it, I realized I couldn't prove it, but I couldn't disprove it either because mm. then, and then it got to the point where it's like, this stuff resonates like I can understand and see how our ancestors could have very easily mistaken aliens for gods because they didn't even have a word for aliens. Yeah, they only had true. a word for God. And that's then true. it's that whole lost in translation things like over the decades and centuries, things get translated and translated and trans- mm-hmm. dialects change, accents change. Mm-hmm. And I even think about like the other day, one of my uh, friends posted like a little picture of like all the different ways you say uh straw in different i saw that 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 video irked me girl that no, video irked me it was just a little like like a picture it oh because there's a tiktok over it oh is that that's what, it what is? i'm talking about girl i was like girl bye oh i all didn't these, see that yeah, but, all these different regions yeah but it was America. all these different Terms. ways of saying straw in spanish which is the same language like yeah. all these different countries speak spanish but each country has their own word for straw yeah and they're totally different. Like, like so that words I had never even heard of. Yeah. Like, or that mean other, like, like, that mean completely, completely different, different things yeah, in, our, in, in, our area. in other countries. So, yeah. like, one of them was, I think, I don't I don't even know what the word was, but basically in another in another country, that means penis. Yes. So, <laughs> no, there's, the, okay, so I know, um, I think the word is, bicho. Oh. oh, no, I don't know. Well, there's a, okay, you know what? Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> I wouldn't say. <laughs> Don't say. It. Never mind. Never mind. But yes. But you yes, know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. Yes. And so that goes to say that. It, yeah. Right. Yeah. So if we can so easily mistaken, there's so many different ways to say one thing in the same language. Because again, Imagínate. it's not like each country speaking their own language, so they have their own word. No. Right. They're, the they all are, speak Spanish. They're Spanish speakers, and there's all these different ways to say this one thing. So. With keep thinking about that in that way, think about how many times things have been translated 
and different times, mm-hmm. different cultures, mm-hmm. to, even, even though it may be the same language. Like, yes, it's Hebrew, but I'm sure there's a difference between ancient Hebrew and modern Hebrew. Oh, absolutely. Right? There has to be. There is. And I'm sure th- things that meant certain things, you know, in one part of, uh, you know, the culture probably had a whole totally different word that meant a totally different thing in another part, even yeah. though it was still the same language. Yeah. And so in all that, it's very easy to see and understand how things could be mistranslated, misinterpreted, mislabeled. Um, and yeah, so that's that's what I think about it. That's, wow. <laughs> <laughs> blown away, blown away. As always, you guys, um, I hope you guys learned something because I, I know I definitely definitely learned a lot i feel like i it's need to go lot. back in i know it's a lot watch uh definitely finish the phenomenon that's a yeah that that's looks a really, really good it just came good. out um on prime uh the phenomenon it's really good i highly recommend yeah not sponsored but you know yeah. again if you want to sponsor i think us, unacknowledgeable is another good one I okay think that's what it's called that one's really good too there was another one i, I can't think recommend. of it i'll have to mention it later because it was like oh lord they go through history as well and they kind of explain everything very cohesively so I, I found that really interesting but yeah i guess this uh this pretty much does it i know this is a long one you guys i'm sorry uh yeah yeah we're almost <laughs> at two hours that's crazy i mean i hope it doesn't sound like two hours when they're listening to this yeah but we'll see <laughs> but uh how was or how i was gonna say how was your week what are you grateful for gratitude. yeah let's talk um, about that you go first shit <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm horrible about being uh put on the spot but huh well i'm definitely grateful about what happened this weekend i thought that was amazing everything went as planned like i said earlier yeah i'm grateful that we were able to record today with everything they have going on you know i think that yeah definitely making the time for this was was a little difficult but i'm glad we did it i'm glad we we got it done and we successfully recorded this episode so i'm grateful about that and yeah what are you grateful um i'm grateful that we are getting close to the end of this election stuff i hate to go back to that but i mean it's really my thoughts have been consumed about i'm sure a lot of people about it having a lot of anxiety over it as i'm sure everyone is yeah um on both sides regardless yeah and so i am I'm think I'm grateful for it, that it's coming to an end, whatever the outcome, right? At least we can. And I'm super thankful that we're getting close to the end of the March retrograde because I'm over it. I know. Like, I cannot. <laughs> I know. And Same. I've also had some developments in my um, my awakening nice. that happened this week that I'm really grateful for as well. Um, and I'm also super grateful that our friend that turned out so nice. Oh, I forgot about that. And that I know, know that we was really to, beautiful. Um, I had fun doing that with y'all. It was honor really nice. and acknowledge our ancestors. Yeah. And yeah, it turned out really beautiful. And I'm yeah. really happy we did it. And I cannot wait to do it again next year. Me too. Me too. Definitely. Now we know how to kind of go about doing it. So it'll make it a lot easier. And Kendall was awesome. She made this, these, uh, paper flowers from hand and we're gonna well there's a video on it yeah right on, yeah, the, Instagram. It on the Instagram but she she made them from scratch and it took literally like freaking almost two days I think for her to finish it and G and I kind of helped out but she yes. was the one doing most of it and yes so. my, I was so happy and that's another thing I'm really grateful that he got into his spirit got involved yes. and was able to come and help us and put, put stuff up and give put us the, his made input the arch and, so yeah, shout out to G for that he made the arch for the flowers because that had not been yes. for him and his like you know Home Depot type of 
tubing knowledge yes. of putting something together. I'm like, I need this because that's that's my thing with him. Like, I can I go to him with an idea. I'm like, I need to do this. How do I do it? And he comes and he's up with like, a solution. I got you. Yeah. And then he just goes to Home Depot, comes back stuff. with all this stuff that's like that doesn't go together when it's laid out separate. It and makes I'm like, no sense. How? Like that? I don't understand. And then he puts it together. I'm like, oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. And this it came out why. great. It came out super. This is why great. I love you so much. <laughs> yeah, and it's definitely gonna last us probably years. Yeah, <laughs> so it's super awesome. Yeah, um, I don't even want to take it down. It looks so pretty. Like <laughs> it looks so cute. And then the clients come in and they're like, "Oh my gosh, it's so pretty!" And they're like, what, "What's the celebration?" You know. And then we tell them, "Well, there's a Mexican uh, holiday," and you know, we talk about all that. But yeah, I'm definitely grateful for that. That was really, really awesome because it was a, our first time uh, celebrating this this holiday. So. I learned a lot and I did my own little Dia de los Muertos ceremony when I got home from camping as well since I wasn't able to come here. So that was nice. really, really awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. So I guess All right. this yeah, is where let's we wrap say it goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we say goodbye, you guys. Right. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, we are incredibly grateful to all of you wherever you are yeah Yeah. rate subscribe review please 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 it'll help us out a lot and if you have any questions uh dm us email us let us know and we'll be happy to answer questions absolutely bye bye